podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome, I'm Ian Brannan. In this week's episode, reaction to Monday night's fixtures as the Bellevue Aces continue to march on at the top of the Sports Insure Premiership. You know, we didn't underestimate the team one, one bit, you know, uh, especially now they've made some changes. Hear more from Dan Bewley and Vadim Tarasenko, who had a successful home debut for the Peterborough Panthers. Elsewhere, it was a big win for the Wolverhampton Wolves. Their biggest in over 16 years over the Kingsland Stars and a first ever full maximum for Zach Cook. Pretty nice feeling that. Um, yeah, I'd like to do that a bit more often now. And we hear from new Kingsland team manager Dave Hoggart. Hopefully I can bring some stability just through to the end of the season. And, you know, if the guys can enjoy their speedway, they'll start scoring points again. Ahead of the Premiership pairs on Thursday, we speak to Ipswich promoter and British Speedway board director Chris Louie. It's great, you know, it's, it's a good lineup. It's 23 heats, so it's, it's 23 heats of very competitive racing. Much more from Chris Louie in part two. And in part three, we'll hear from Troy Batchelor on his return to British Speedway with Birmingham. It's nice to know that you still got it. Deep down, you know, you don't forget how to do it. Every time you kind of get back on it, you, there is always some sort of doubt, like, can I? Can I do it? So all of that and much more besides, including chats with Thomas Jorgensen, Josh Pickering, Simon Stead and Peter Adams. All on the way on British Speedway's official podcast, No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. Lots to get through this week and that big chat with Chris Louie talking about Premiership pairs, Ipswich and much more in part two. We'll start with looking back at the recent action in the Sports Insure Premiership and it was the Bellevue Aces who extended their lead at the top of the table to seven points with a 49-41 win at Peterborough. The Aces continued their excellent record at the East of England Arena but were given a tough battle by the bottom club. Vadim Tarasenko marking a successful home debut for the Panthers. He won four races and scored 14 points from six rides, but the Aces had the league points in the bag with a 5-1 from Dan Bewley and Brady Kurtz. Well, let's hear from those two riders right now. Uh, Dan Bewley and Vadim Tarasenko chatting after the fixture with Scott Nichols on Eurosports. Yeah, for sure. I think we all came here, you know, just happy to come here. It's one of, you know, I think everybody in the team loves this track, so... Uh... You know, we didn't didn't underestimate the team one one bit. You know, uh, especially now they've made some changes and uh, it showed tonight. You know, they've got some good riders and uh, not to under, underestimate them. But uh, you know, we all love this track for sure. And when you say you love a track, does that mean it kind of takes away the home track advantage for the home team? No, not definitely not. There's a lot of tracks I've been loving and I've been slowing at the back. So. Uh, no. Sorry, but I mean, in the sense that it means it's a pretty even race track. The fact you enjoy coming here, and I mean, you boys have shown it's, you know, it's a big track, but it's nothing like Bellevue, only the fact that it's a big track, really. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's, uh, you know, but a little bit different material to uh, to Bellevue, you know, similar to Kingsland, but it also rides completely different. But uh, no, just a great track. When, it, when it's working, it feels like you're on train tracks, and sometimes you feel like you're on train tracks, but just the real sort of train. So, uh, but no, it's a lot of fun. Good racetrack. I was going to say, did it feel at some points throughout the night that the tracks kind of went on a little bit of a diversion because you used it outside to full effect in race one, but then it seemed to not really become in part of the game plan for a majority of the night? Yeah, I was actually a little bit surprised in heat one. Uh, I didn't make a very good start and just went for it. And, you know, sometimes it looks in, it all paid off. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think just as it, the track dried out, and actually when I was on the outside, I think it was wet on the inside, so that's why it was working. But uh, no, a good racetrack, and uh, yeah, you've got to keep an eye on it always. And finally, before I let you go, you just mentioned the starts. They looked a little bit tricky tonight, a little bit unpredictable. And, and when I was looking on the monitors, you could see the start. A lot of the ruts were crisscrossing, so a lot of the boys were kind of struggling to get traction into that first turn. Yeah, for sure. The the starts are kind of weird here. You know, sometimes they're grippy, but every time I feel like you get a different feeling. But uh, no, I think that's where the home track advantage comes in. If you can get dialed in on the starts, then uh, you're onto a winner. But uh, there's no excuse why the away riders, they can't, you know, adapt and make it happen. Uh, well, the winning feeling's always nice. So thanks for joining us to us, Dan. Going to come to Vadim now. Vadim, a fantastic first night at the showground for you. Yeah, for firstly, I want to say it uh, to fans for coming and uh, thanks uh, British League uh, for invitation me. Uh, I'm so happy for starting. Yeah, it was nice uh, start meeting with uh, Wien. Uh, today we, we we have a chance for training 12 o'clock. Find uh, with my. Polish mechanic and English mechanic uh, optimal setup. We started it with it. It was okay, but we must have changed uh, a lot uh, per head, per head, and uh, it was uh, surprising for me uh, on the start because uh, to to hard find a good place for make a perfect start and uh, some place different and completely sometimes not feeling my bike you know it was uh, difficult for me it was but you had a great night how different is it racing here to in poland uh hard to say because uh here i'm uh, first my, my my first time in uh, this track and uh, in uh, Polish, in the Polish I think uh, more hard packed tracks and uh, I feel I feel my bike better in England because material is uh, like a, looks like a grippy and uh, feel in the hands my bikes how it's going ahead. I like it. Did you feel a lot of pressure before your first race? Ah, uh, you know I'm a close thirty. And now I know how how make you pressure too fast. Well, meanwhile, at uh, Monmore, the Wolverhampton Wolves slammed Kings Lynn 65-25 to run up the biggest victory in the Sports Insure Premiership this season and the biggest win for Wolverhampton Wolves for over 16 years. Home reserve Zach Cook scored his first ever full maximum as he went through the card with a 15-point haul. Steve Worrell was also unbeaten by an opponent, 13 plus 2 from 5 rides, and skipper Sam Masters had 10 from 4, whilst Ryan Douglas also joined the points feast with 13 plus 3. Wolves won 12 of the 15 races and enjoyed 11 heat advantages, with the Stars' sole success coming from guest Nick Morris in Heat 15 as they took a 4-2 to round things off. Morris won three races to finish on 11 points, picking up nearly half of the visitors' total on his own. So a disastrous night for new manager of the Kingsland Stars, Dave Hoggart. We'll hear from him very soon. First of all, let's hear from Zach Cook after he scored his first ever full maximum in British Speedway, going through the card with a 15-point haul. Well, Zach Cook, your first ever full maximum at any level in Speedway. How are you feeling after that? Yeah, good. Um... Pretty nice feeling that. Um, yeah, I'd like to do that a bit more often now. Yeah, I was going to say, you've certainly been threatening something like it, a whole host of double-figure scores lately. Yeah, it's been... Um, I've been sort of finding my feet pretty good here now and, yeah, at away tracks as well. And 
no, I was just making some good starts tonight and getting out in front early and making life easy. From the team perspective, what, what a win it was as well. Yeah, that was mega, that one. Um, everyone was on form tonight and just making starts and going and not have to do any hard work chasing and that definitely makes life easier for everyone and, yeah, for the team as a whole. And this team's certainly starting to grow in real confidence now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, got to, don't have a home meeting for a little bit, I think, now, but... Um, yeah, everyone's sort of on form. It was a shame to lose Becker again now, but, um, yeah, we'll keep going. Yeah, and two big away meetings next week as well, Bellevue and Ipswich, and a, a chance to really cement that place in the top four. Yeah, definitely. It'd be nice to get some away wins there and, yeah, sort of look for that aggregate as well. Um, yeah, we sort of, we've been there or thereabouts at Bellevue both times, and Ipswich, we had the away win, so it'd be nice to sort of pick them up again and get points on the road. Zach, congratulations on your first ever full match. Thank you. Let's get the management perspective now. Soon we'll hear from Dave Hoggart, who's just taken over as manager for the rest of the season with the Kingsland Stars, and he's going to give his reaction to that fixture, but also going forward as well, what's happening with Artem Laguta? Uh, hear Dave Hoggart's views on that in a sec. First of all, the victorious team manager on the night, a very happy, I imagine, Peter Adams with Ryan Guest. Well, Wolverhampton team manager Peter Adams, as far as one-sided contests go, I think that's, uh, that's right up there, isn't it? Yeah, normally when you get meetings like this, this, you know the racing's poor as well but it was quite good I thought tonight entertaining and uh, yeah it's nice to stretch our legs and get a big win under the belt yeah. Was it a case of Kingsland being poor or, or were your boys that, that on fire tonight? Well, a bit of both obviously you know they, the opposition was poor, no, no getting away from that but um, all of our boys were in the groove you know we thought it was going to be a tough match and we got off to a good start and just you know kept our foot on the pedal throughout a number of your boys unbeaten, obviously when you're scoring 65 points, but um, I think rider of the night, Zach Cook, his first ever full maximum, and he really is coming on leaps and bends down at reserve. Yeah, I mean, if he keeps scoring like this, he isn't burdened by historic averages, you know, and meetings like a lot of the other guys. So uh, his average reflects just what he's done this year, and if he keeps doing this, then um, obviously he's going to end up in the team sooner or later, which wouldn't give us a real ace in the old reserve. Yeah, and ahead of uh, the two away meetings at Bellevue and Ipswich next week, those three league points really important and, and starting to cement that top four place now. Yeah, uh, tough matches, both of them, obviously, and uh, especially without Luke. So we'll have to see how we're going to deal with that in the days ahead. Um, but we've got the pairs first on um, on Thursday and, you know, we're going there intent on winning that. Peter, many congratulations on a big win. No problems. Peter Adams then. Well, his opposite number, Dave Hoggart, taking over the side of the Kingsland Stars in the management capacity for the rest of the season. This was announced on Monday. Experienced Speedway administrator. Uh, he's also been a familiar face as having been a former team manager and co-promoter at Sheffield in the past and a successful spell as uh, British Speedway's major events coordinator. So no stranger to Speedway for many. Dave Hoggart taking those reins for the first time at Wolverhampton on Monday. Monday night. It was a difficult evening by anyone's standards. Let's get his thoughts on uh, Monday's performance for the Kingsland Stars and what the future might hold with Dave Hoggart and Ryan Guest. Well, Kingsland Stars' new team manager, David Hoggart, that's uh, certainly not the way you wanted to get started at the club. Of course not. I mean, it's a baptism of fire for me. Um, it's no secret that the club's having a torrid season, on track in particular. Um, you know, the, the, the guys rode the hearts out tonight. I and mean, it's not for the want of trying. Um, it would be so easy to say, the track's this, the track's that. You know, a few workshop points in the early races. 
Um, but, you know, they haven't stopped working all night. You know, every, every race they've come in, they've tried something else, they've tried something else. But, you know, in a, in a nutshell, the bikes are too powerful for, the, for this track. Nevertheless, you, you'll understand supporters' frustrations and, and understand that things need to improve. Absolutely, but, you know, the greatest respect to everybody that's got frustrations with Kings Lynn, it's the riders that ride the bikes. We don't ride the bikes. Um, you know, it's no good looking at the past and saying what we would have done if we'd have been in charge at the start of the season or anything like that. It's no good trying to point score off the previous team manager. That's not good for the sport. It's not good for Kingsland. What we need to do is keep everybody working together, pulling together. Hopefully I can bring some stability just through to the end of the season. And, you know, if the guys can enjoy their speedway, they'll start scoring points again. Obviously, uh, not having Artem Laguta at number one was uh, was a, a big problem going into tonight. It wouldn't have made a difference on the night, but uh, what's the latest with Artem? Well, the latest, you know, we're, we're in the same situation as everybody else with Artem Laguta. Um, we had a medical certificate sent to us from Poland. Artem's not in the meeting. That's That's really the bottom line, you know. It's no good trying to dress it up, pretend anything. Um, but, of course, you know... There's a question mark over the next six or seven days because of the reasons why he's out. Um, so we expect him to be back at home at Kings Lynn against Sheffield on the 6th of July. And that meeting against Sheffield, uh, Kings Lynn's record against the Tigers at this level is, uh, is not great at all, but nevertheless need a response for, for the club as a whole. Absolutely. Um, you know, I said earlier about the frustrations, you know, everybody's feeling it. You know, Keith more than anybody. Um, and he's... he's you know, trying really hard behind scenes. I mean, Keith never gives up. He's not a quitter. And, you know, despite all the poor performances, all the issues that are risen in the background at the club, Keith still wants the team to do well and still wants the club to survive. And, you know, we need everybody to get behind him and just sort of relax a little bit. We can't change what's happened. And, you know, we've been judged on the past. For yourself, uh, individually, obviously, experienced many roles in the sport. So why come back now and, and why team manager? Um, if I'm brutally honest, I've done it for Keith. Um, you know, Keith and I have known each other a long time through our various different roles in the sport. I've never had an issue with Keith. We've never had a fallout or a disagreement over anything. When I was at Sheffield, uh, the two clubs got on very, very well. Uh, we worked together with uh, things like rider-sharing loans, guest riders. Um, you know, it... it you know, he's been, he's been a good guy. He's been good to me. You know, I did the centre green for him for a, a season. Um, I enjoyed doing it at Kings Lynn. It was nice. Um, Keith's a man of his word. So when he rang up and said, look, I need some help. How do you feel about it? I thought about it for 24 hours. I, I didn't want to let the guy down. And after tonight, you must realise the size of the challenge you've got on your hands now. Of course, but I mean, you know, what we've seen tonight is Speedway. I mean, when did you last see Chris Harris score one point from four rights? Um, it, it, it happens. Nikolai, the team captain, you know, three points tonight. It's, it's the way it goes. Yet you look at young Anders, he rode his heart out for his two points. You know, it's, you know. Nick Morris um, did a good job for us tonight. Pity he had the fall when he was going for, the, uh, for first place, but... You know, he responded, you know, I give him the tactical ride. He didn't say, no, I don't want it. He said, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a go. And he was coming off gate four, which isn't his favourite gate position. So, but he did it. He did it. David, it's good to see you back in the sport and all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you.
David Hoggart, the new team manager for the Kingsland Stars, has got a lot of work to do to get the Stars heading in the right direction of the playoffs, having just suffered their heaviest defeat of the season. Of course, Wolves' biggest win in over 16 years as well. So what about the riders' views? It was not a good night for any of the riders, really, apart from Nick Morris, who was guesting on uh, Monday evening. Here's the thoughts of Thomas Jorgensen having a chat after that meeting with Ryan Guest. Well, Thomas Jorgensen, yes, Wolves are a side growing in confidence. And, and yes they were on fire tonight but from a, a Kingsland perspective that, that's hard to take and, and almost unacceptable isn't it? Yeah for sure yeah we we came here we knew it was going to be hard but we didn't expect it to be this hard obviously uh, uh, they hit us uh, early on really hard and uh, obviously you know they, they made very good starts all night and which was frustrating for us because we didn't make any starts basically and personally I uh, I don't really know why I didn't get out to start I was sort of there but not quite uh, yeah, they were just on fire, and uh, the track was very uh, not the normal wolves. What um, I'm used to, it was much more more slick uh, compared to what it normally is. But uh, I've just been told they are running it fairly slick lately. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, I, for us. I don't. It's not much to say really. We we weren't good enough. Uh, it was all about the start, as you saw, and um, and yeah, that's that's why we we obviously lost the meeting. <laughs> Yeah, for, from the, your perspective, obviously, you've been with Kingsley a, a while now and obviously the, the club's going through a, a bit of a, a difficult patch for, for, for all sorts of reasons at yeah. the minute. You, you can see how much it, it hurts you from, from being with the club so long, but you, you can understand how much it's hurting the supporters right now as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. We, you know, as, as frustrated as we are, the, the supporters are, are as frustrated as we are, of course. So, uh, But we just have to, um, you know, battle through, keep our head down and... Uh, we just hope the supporters are still with us. Uh, you know, we we've not given up. We we still we're just in a, in a bit of a rut at the moment, and uh, we've still lately showed some good results. Uh, before we came here today, it's it's been sort of uh, going in in the in the right direction. We took a lot of positive, and um, uh, you know, even away at Bellevue, we came there and and, uh, and had a good good crack at it. So uh, you know, it's just fine margins now, and uh, obviously now we've had a few changes to the team and. Um, um, it, it was it was obviously sad to see Freddie go and uh, and Alex as well, you know. Um, um, yeah, so it's um, <laughs> we just have to take it the positive from everything now. And tonight's meeting is just one to forget. But uh, yeah, just fun for the crowd. Just stay with us, and uh, you know we'll we'll just keep battling on, and um, that's all we can do. And just keep our head down. You mentioned uh, Alex Brady walked away as, as team manager. Um, that's all, all been well documented now. You've had a, a few people come in as team manager in, in the meeting since, and uh, Keith Chapman was, was keen to get someone in the role. He has uh, he has put David Hoggart in charge until the end of the season, and yep. at least that's someone who's got a lot of experience in the sport. 100%, yeah. I mean, uh, he's, he's an awesome guy, and he knows what he's doing, and calm, and, you know, uh, um, you know he, he's, uh, he's a good guy to, to have on board for sure, so... Uh, uh, he said as well tonight, you know, it, it was. He said no pressure, just go and have fun, which I think we we've needed that for a bit. Some the last few meetings uh, or the whole year, it's just been a bit, you know, hectic, if I can say it like that. And um, he just came in and, and said uh, tonight, just go and have fun and uh, and just try to be um, keep, um, you know, be uh, we need stability basically. Um, Obviously tonight wasn't much of stability, but you know it's it means to forget as I said. But I'm sure he'll he'll be good for the club 100%. So. Uh, yeah, it's we just take it from there. Yeah, nevertheless, I know you say about there's there's been a lot of pressure and it's all about having fun. 
the next home meeting a week on Thursday against Sheffield obviously the record against Sheffield in, in the league is, is not good but um, hopefully Autumn's going to be, be back from injury for that one as well and it, it really is an important night for, for Kings Lynn Yeah 100% at home Shale as well uh, you know we, we've been uh, uh, the last few meetings we've been going good and uh, the track has seems seems to be coming to our advantage now whereas uh, previously it's been you know uh, the home riders they could they sort of like could ride it uh, and uh, we've we've just turned up uh, and and just didn't really know what setup to use uh, sounds stupid but it's actually been like that and um, the fans don't see that uh, a lot of them so you know uh, that's that's really frustrating too because you need a, a home track to your advantage uh, like here tonight you know it's no matter if it's grip slick you know it's a massive home advantage with the shape so the last three meetings, I would say, it's been getting in the, in the right direction. And, and the last uh, home meeting we had uh, last week was absolutely superb. And it showed as well, uh, I think, uh, you could there were some good lines you could use. And uh, it was sort of like back to the normal Kings Lynn um, track. So, yeah, it's heading in the, in the right direction. But, yeah, next uh, home meeting is definitely a crucial one. So I did say no pressure, just have fun, but... Uh, we need to win that one. <laughs> Let's look back at some fixtures from last week involving a few of the sides who were not in action on Monday night. And going back to last Thursday, and the Leicester Lions smashed Sheffield's long unbeaten home record with a dramatic 46-44 win at Ollerton as their winning run in the Sports Insure Premiership extended now to five matches. The Lions, who are up to second place in the table, raced into a 12-point lead within six races thanks to a hat-trick of five ones and then withstood a strong Tigers fight back in the closing stages of the meeting. Jack Holder scored an unstoppable 18-point maximum for the hosts, but reserve Kyle Howarth was their only other race winner as they fell just short despite a hat-trick of 4-2s in the final three races. Max Frick top scored for the Lions with 10 and crucially split Holder and Tobias Musilak in Heat 15, whilst the inform Justin Sedgman scored 9 plus 2, Richard Lawson with 9 also winning 3 races. Let's hear from the two team managers then. Simon instead in the moment but first the victorious Stuart Dixon uh, momentum is definitely with us now and it's like losing you can get in a habit of winning sort of thing same way you can lose um, I'll be honest I, I, I didn't see us coming and win here tonight uh, maybe that's me not giving my, my team the credit they deserve uh, thoroughly entertaining meeting we knew Sheffield would come back into it uh, but uh, we held on in the end and we got the, we got the win You dug it out towards the end because there was a scare when Bomber crashed on the on the back straight a few things went against you and then Max Frick did the job in the eight final two races Yeah he did uh, Bomber you know, uncharacteristically for him he, he, he fell you know, sort of thing I think he clipped the fence on the way in um, so that was that was probably rider error where they had a bit of misfortune with the kill Howard pumps or sort of thing but it, it cost both team points Heat 15 uh, the plan was Richard Lawson would be doing well if I get three was to take care of Toby on the opening two bends to give Max the chance to get away that that was the plan because we knew that, that, that Toby was riding out his skin and he was really going for it tonight uh, Jack Holder we almost let him get a free run at the first bend but the bottom line is uh, they, get, they had the maximum man and Jack Holder was the best rider on show but Leicester are a seven-man team and we proved that again tonight. Um, big travelling support. Does it, it feels like this club is really part of this premiership this year. You're in the, the title race, no question about it, and people are, are really waking up to it. 
Yeah, we did say we, we, at the start of the season we wanted to come to tracks and entertain and put on a show for people. I know they probably don't want us going to their tracks and, and beating them, but the bottom line is it's, it's a points-building exercise. I'm not playing it down. The bottom line is we get we, we don't we don't win the league tonight. We don't get into the playoffs for this tonight. We're not in the final. They're not in the semi-final. Tonight we got two points. They keep it going, uh, but I'm not going to kid on. It's a big two points, and I probably surprise most people that we win here tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Let's uh, hear from Simon Stead. Um, obviously, this puts pressure on Sheffield as the uh, fight for the remaining uh, playoff places starts to hot up a little bit. And now it's looking like a, uh, a scramble between five teams trying to get hold of those remaining four spots. And a bit of a dogfight between Ipswich and Sheffield forming in the Sports Insure Premiership at this moment in time. Here are the thoughts of Simon Stead with Ryan Guest. Well, yeah, any, any loss is disappointing, but especially when it's at home. So, yeah, that hurts a bit. Um, but... The lads are hurting from that as well, so uh, I hope that we can use this to project ourselves onto bigger and better things because, um, you know, we, that's not good enough um, and, you know, we need to push forward and, and try and cement ourselves in that playoff and, and work our way up the table. So on tonight's showing, uh, we weren't good enough, so we know we, know we need to improve uh, and get better, but uh, congratulations to Leicester. They came and brought it to us and um, we deserved winners in the end. What do you think it was in, in particular that, that helped Leicester gain such an advantage early doors? I think we were asleep until about heat six. Can't 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 give uh, a team with as much quality as Leicester uh, a head start like we did. What were we twelve points down or something like that? It's just um, uh, you know to, to be in with a fighting chance of it in heat fifteen was uh, was was quite a quite a comeback. And um, you know I know the lads uh, dug deep. Uh, we fell short um, in certain positions tonight, which uh, just wasn't good enough. So uh, yeah, we have to. We have to recover from it. We have to be better. We know that. Um, but rather than um, rather than be negative and uh, and and um, we have to acknowledge that we've been beaten by the better team tonight and just come back better from it. Yeah, and that fighting chance that you mentioned, mainly down to, to Jack Alder, a stunning 18-point maximum and one of the, the best individual displays you'll see here. Absolutely unbelievable tonight. So, uh, look, I hope that propels him into um, into the GPs in good form because, uh, you know, he's right up there. So he's doing a really good job in the GPs this year and uh, he's riding really well. Look, um, we win and lose as a team. Um, you know, Jack's performance wasn't enough to, to win as the meeting tonight, but it was it was a very, very good individual performance. Steady, many thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Simon Stead there speaking to Ryan Guest. Uh, it was the debut of their latest signing, though, a returning face into the Sheffield Tigers lineup. Josh Pickering back in Tigers colours, having departed the Kingsland Stars. And before the meeting, he also had a chat with Ryan. Was it an easy decision to come back here? Uh, to be honest, it wasn't the easiest decisions I've made in my career, but um, logistically it all worked out and... You know, with with yeah, what's left to offer for the rest of the season? I've already missed half a season, and um, there's quite a, a fair few matches here, and and that's only half an hour from where I've just bought a house. So um, yeah, logistically, it it, uh, it made sense to me. Always nice to, to come back to a club that you've ridden for before, particularly one you, you went well with as well. Yeah, well, Sheffield give me you know my start in the Premiership in 21. I'll never forget that. So um, it is a track I do tend to score quite well at in, in the past so as long as I can pick up where I left off in that sense then you know things should be alright for me here. We thought it was an exciting team in 2021, I think it's fair to say this is even more exciting isn't it? Yeah definitely, it's um, a, a, go- a very good uh, sorry, a very good group of riders in this team um, 
for myself to come back into it to sort of not take the easiest option but if you look at it strategically you know, as I said I've missed half a season um, for me to drop into a team like this that is going well there, is, there isn't much pressure on me at all so I can get back to the you know the swing of things of riding my bike properly and and hopefully just do what I can do best. Yep, and Sheffield being on the winning trail here at Allerton as well, but going to be a one-stone test, test against this Leicester side tonight. Absolutely, they've got great riders and they've got great gators in this team, and if they don't have a gator, they've got a racer in Bomber, so um, they are stacked quite through, to be to be fair, but uh, as are we, so um, we've just got to take every race as it comes, and for me tonight, I just want to just go out and enjoy me racing and hopefully score a few points. Josh Pickering back in British Speedway with the Sheffield Tigers and also with the Edinburgh Monarchs as well in the uh, Cab Direct Championship. Ipswich enjoyed a convincing 52-38 home win over Peterborough as they play catch-up in the race for Sports Insure Premiership playoff places. Jason Doyle, with 11-plus-1, scored a four-ride paid maximum. Emil Saifutinov denied a full score by his own mechanical trouble in Heat 13. Skipper Danny King weighed in with 12-plus-1 as the Witches provided all but three of the race wins. The result moves them level on points with fourth place Sheffield and uh, they have two matches in hand over them whilst the Panthers remain bottom of the table. Niels Christian Everson top scored for the visitors at Foxhall with 12 plus one. Richie Worrell won two races and scored nine plus one. Well, let's hear from uh, one of the star performers for the Ipswich Witches, uh, Dan Thompson, who came out in heat two, made a fantastic start and won his first race on his home debut and uh, really a good way to begin life uh, in Ipswich Witches colours and we can hear from Dan Thompson himself right now with Mike Boswell from Gen X Radio Dan, good kind of night for you on what is the first time you've been a home rider for the Ipswich Witches Yeah, I really enjoyed it and uh, I put a load of points on the board which is um, good and uh, yeah, I got dialed into the track as it went on and uh, just looking to keep improving. So, uh, obviously, Dan, you know, first time out, you, you've got that heat heat win. How did that help your confidence throughout the course of the evening? Yeah, it really did. It's um, Whenever you start off with a race win in the first one, year, you're on for a good night. And, uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed having a bit of fresh air around it. And, of course, you know, Joe, obviously you've come in for, for Joe, so it's still in the family, as it were. How much information was transferred across to you from Joe? Uh, there was a little bit. I mean, he personally struggled here um, I sort of prefer the technical tracks I think and, uh, yeah but just enjoyed my debut so there's Dan Thompson of the Ipswich Witches. Let's have a look at the league table as things stand then in the Sports Insure Premiership. Top of the table then uh, remain the Bellevue Aces, but they have still ridden more meetings than everyone else. 15 meetings ridden. They're on 27 points. That is a seven-point lead over second place Wolverhampton Wolves. They've ridden 11 and they're on 20 points. And that's the same for the Leicester Lions. It's just the points difference that's separating the two of them. Leicester Lions currently in third 11 meetings ridden and they're on 20 points fourth place are the Sheffield Tigers at this moment in time 10 meetings ridden and they're on 13 points so a big difference between uh, Sheffield and and Leicester there with uh, the gap obviously between 20 and 13 Ipswich which is also on 13 points they are currently in fifth place but they've ridden two matches more than Sheffield above them they've ridden 12 meetings which is the same as the Kingsland Stars who are in sixth place uh, 12 ridden and seven points on the board and currently bottom of the table are the Peterborough Panthers having ridden 11 meetings and two points on the board so far 
So that's how things look in the Sports Insure Premiership and uh, looking ahead to uh, how things are going to be looking over the course of the week ahead because it's a busy week of things happening. Of course, the next action in the Sports Insure Premiership will be the uh, Premiership Pairs, which takes place this Thursday at Leicester. And much more about that in the second part because we're speaking to Chris Louie all about that and uh, discussing the Premiership Pairs lineups. And then the next Sports Insure Premiership uh, action will be on Monday, that's July 3rd National Speedway Stadium for the Bellevue Aces versus the Wolverhampton Wolves at 7.30 and uh, that's in round two of the Premiership I should say We've still got a round one clash between Sheffield and Peterborough, which takes place on Monday, a rare one on Monday at Ollerton Stadium, Sheffield versus Peterborough at 7.30, the start time for uh, that. Uh, Neither of those meetings will be on Eurosport, by the way. They're having uh, a couple of weeks break for things. Uh, Wimbledon will be getting underway, I believe, as well. So I think that all ties in there, but uh, we'll be back uh, mid-July for the next uh, Eurosport action from the uh, British Speedway Sports Insure Premiership. So that rounds things up there for the Premiership scene. Uh, We will uh, next take our attention to the Premiership Pairs, which gets underway on Thursday evening at the Pidcock Motorcycles Arena, the home of the Leicester Lions. But all seven sides are going to be competing for the Sports Insure Premiership Pairs title, currently held by the Ipswich Witches. And we will hear from the Ipswich co-promoter and uh, general all-round Ipswich legend uh, Chris Louie in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Coming up later, we'll hear from Troy Batchelor, who got off to a winning start as he resumed his British Speedway career with the Birmingham Brummies, and the Brummies getting their first home win of the season as well. But right now, the focus is very much on both the Ipswich Witches and the Premiership Pairs, which takes place this Thursday at the Pidcock Motorcycles Arena in Beaumont Park. Uh, reigning champions are the Ipswich Witches, of course, and uh, we've got seven teams battling it out for the title this year. And we'll run through the lineups and how it's all going to work and, and talk uh, about all sorts of stuff, I'm sure, with our guest, Chris Louie, who joins us right now. Um, Chris, welcome. Let's start by talking about the Premiership Pairs then. Um, as I say, it takes place as a one-off event this year. Uh, last year, it was over five events. It should have been six, but one got rained off, didn't it? But five events. Um, it should have been three this year. But um, fairly early on, it was it was decided for it to be a one-off event. And it that's the one that's happening, of course, this Thursday at Leicester why was that decision brought about why did it get changed to be to be a one-off yeah well obviously initially uh, it was it was going to be um, three rounds and uh, the, the weather that we had at the start of the season with uh, rain offs 
um, on, a, on a weekly basis for the first few weeks just meant that the, the fixture congestion was, was going to be far too much. So um, it's been reduced down to one round at Leicester, as you rightly say. Um, very competitive-looking lineup, difficult to uh, to pick a clear winner. So, um, yeah, just, you know, it, it was based around fixture congestion and, and making sure that, um, you know, the league fixtures, the knockout cup, everything was done timely and, and uh, in time, so... And there was plenty of people, I suppose, last year that were saying, well, the season's going on too long. Why are we riding in October or November? And and, and, and this is all part of that to, to keep things on schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it would be tremendous if we could have run six rounds this year and, and you know, known that um, that we could uh, be done in ready, you know, the season, the, the league programme in readiness for the playoffs. Um, we've got to keep all that on track, on time. Um, and with the extra team coming in this year, Leicester, obviously, um, more fixtures. So, yeah, the initial thought to reduce it to three was the right one. And, and then, of course, the, where the problems. So, yeah, it's, it's the right decision, but it, it's going to be one very big event, very competitive. And it's going to be a great meeting. And I think it's a tournament that you personally enjoyed last season and, and particularly, of course, because Ipswich ended up being the champions of the Premiership pairs last year. But it's, it's something different, isn't it? It's, uh, we, we, we've now become familiar with super heats, um, but for those that have not seen the pairs before, it's, it's, it's like a, a meeting full of those, really, with the same scoring system. Yeah, you know, it's got all the top riders um, from the league um, and, and it's, it's super, super competitive uh, for that reason. You know, every race is, is going to be very competitive and um, yeah just looking forward to it you know it's, it's a format that I always enjoyed we when I was racing internationally we, we actually had a, a what was a world team cup at the time that was was a pairs I did that with with Mark Lauren and Big Gosh and um, we got a silver medal we were beaten by the, the Danes unfortunately but that was a common occurrence in them days um, but it's a format that I enjoy you know it means those those two riders have got to go out they've got to look for each other every race they've got to try and help each other and you know our lads last year were great at doing that. You know this year uh, we we're not putting our top two out. That that's not really by choice at all. Um, unfortunately, Jason Doyle was competing in the event up until this week, but uh, his rain off on Friday in Poland has meant that that meeting is now being run on Thursday. And you know due to the ISLB agreement and regulations, um, we have to concede that one, uh, particularly as well because the pairs is not seen as an official fixture, unfortunately, like a league fixture. So. Um, so Jason, you know, was just very disappointed because he enjoyed the competition last year, um, enjoyed winning, and and wanted more of the same this year. So um, that's unfortunate. Um, Emil was never contracted to do the pairs. Obviously, at the beginning of the season, it was three rounds, and uh, looking at his fixture list and his commitments um, in in Poland with other things, uh, he decided that uh, that was just adding too much. So you know, he he said league knockout cup. Um, is enough. I, I can't commit to any more. So obviously, you know, we wanted Emil in the team, and we took it on that basis. So, uh, so yeah, we've got we've got Danny and Eric, but two riders that uh, in general enjoy Leicester. So I, I still think they've got a, a pretty good chance of, of mixing it, and we'll see how it t- pans out. Looking at the the rest of the lineup, then, because as you say, it is a, a very competitive lineup, and people, uh, as you've touched on, you would be disappointed that Emil and and Jason aren't able to to compete alongside some of these. But nonetheless, you've still got three riders in the top ten in the Grand Prix series. I think, from my looking early, I think seven of the top ten in the averages in in British Speedway at the moment as well. With the couple of examples that you've you've mentioned that are not not uh, involved, so, so it is. A top lineup, um, you know, 
we'll go through the lineup. Bellevue with, with Dan Bewley and Brady Kurtz. You mentioned with Ipswich, uh, Eric Riss and Danny King. Kings Lynn, Nikolai Clint and Thomas Jorgensen. Leicester with Max Frick and Justin Sedgman. Peterborough, Vadim Tarasenko and Richie Worrell. Sheffield, Jack Holder and Tobias Musilak. You've got the current number two in the world as it stands at the moment in the Grand Prix lining up there. And uh, with Wolves, uh, Sam Masters and Steve Worrell who are, as a pair, probably uh, among the, the strongest, or certainly last year, the strongest pairing, I think, in the Premiership. So there's there's uh, a lot of talent and a lot of little battles there and something new with Vadim Tarasenko on show uh, for, uh, for the first time around Leicester as well. Yeah, as you rightly say, there's a, there's a, there's a good mixture there because you've, you've got, you know, as, as a pair, Bullion and uh, Kurtz, you know, they're, they're big names, they, they, they look very strong. But as you rightly say, Masters and Seabold just ride together well. You know, they're, they're, they're appearing in, in um, their team at Wolverhampton. And so, uh, yeah, Holder World number two with Muzak, who rides the, the smaller, tighter tracks better probably than anybody else in this lineup. Uh, how can you pick a winner? You know, it's, it's intriguing. It's going to be ultra competitive. So um, this is going to be over, I think, is it 23 heats now? So as you say, because we've got an extra team in there, it's, it is an expanded evening than, than what it was last year with that extra team to accommodate uh, the seven sides taking part now. But it's great to have all seven sides able to be, to be represented. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, um, it's great. You know, it's, it's a good line-up. It's 23 heats, so it's, it's 23 heats of very competitive racing. Um, you know, I'm sure Leicester, they've, they've got a good team of uh, track curators there, uh, people that know what they're doing. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to keep a good race surface. Um, so, yeah, you know, hopefully the, the sun will be shining and we can all enjoy um, a good evening's racing. And are you going to retain the title? That's what the Ipswich fans want to know. <laughs> we're going there to uh to try and do that yes 100 percent. you know da- danny's been on um he made a reasonable start to the season then he then he went on a sort of a bad run and he's made a few changes um he was much happier at home on on thursday um in our win against peterborough so yeah you know and eric's coming back he, he needs the meetings he needs uh, to put the laps in and, and looking forward to it as i said it's a track that he generally rides quite well so yeah, you know, we're going there to win. It's a, it's a tough, tough meeting. OK, so uh, that is this Thursday, 7.30, the start time for the Sports Insure Premiership pairs. And uh, the draw's been done as well, throwing up some interesting clashes. Fairly early doors as well. Kings Lynn versus Ipswich, heat number one. Bellevue versus Sheffield in heat number three. And looking through the card, um, some big uh, heats towards the end of the qualifying heats as well. Heat 20, Bellevue versus Wolves, the current top two in the Sports Insure Premiership uh, meeting there. And the final qualifying heat, Heat 21, will be Sheffield versus Leicester with the oh, the, the, the Bates connection there as well. So lots of interesting battles to be uh, thrown up throughout the course of that meeting. Uh, Chris, let's talk about Emil Saifutinov next because um, a big signing, um, a, a bit of a curveball. I don't think anybody saw that coming at the start of the season, but what a, what a rider... You know he has been, and I was speaking to Kelvin Tatum earlier. Kelvin says that that Emil is currently, for his money, the best rider in the world in club speedway in terms of his consistency and and how he's been riding. And um, what a coup it's been to to, to get Emil in the side, uh, but also how he's been with fans. You know, he just seems to have this. Uh, almost rock star appeal, really. You know, people are coming out to see him ride. Uh, he's been a pleasure to deal with. He's been applauded off the track. Uh, he's just been an absolute dream on and off the track, I think. He's just this universal respect of 
every every Speedway fan who seems to have encountered him. No, yeah, I quite agree. Um, you know, Emil has uh, he's coming to the side. It was a lot of hard work to get him there, um, of course, throughout the winter. But he's coming to the side. He gives um, absolutely one hundred percent every single race, every single track. Nothing phases him. He, you know, he's been to Leicester for the first time, breaking the track record. Went to Sheffield. Um, got a maximum, looked like he'd been riding there for the last 10 years. Um, he, he's just that good. And, and as you rightly say, as a, as a person, he's got time for everybody. He's ultra professional, um, always got time for the fans, always got time for the sponsors. He's got time for the media. Um, he, he's just, I think he's just very respectful of having another chance after the year that he had out, obviously, uh, due to the, the conflict in Ukraine. And, um, and he's just enjoying his racing. That's that's basically what he's doing, and he loves coming to the UK and racing in particular. Um, so you know, we're we're very lucky at Ipswich um, as a club, fans, everything. We, we appreciate what he's doing, and to have two riders like that. Uh, you know, we, we obviously secured the signing of Jason Doyle the the year before. Jason stuck with us absolutely. Again, another rider in exactly the same vein. He's he's a hundred percent committed to the club and every single race that he does for us. Um, plenty of time for everybody. So, yeah, we, we look, we're, we're very lucky. And, and if it's good for, it's obviously good for Ipswich, but if it's good for the other clubs as well, with, with the crowds that they're drawing, you know, every time I go somewhere, a promoter has said, oh, well, we haven't had a crowd like this for Ipswich or a crowd like this all season. Um, it, it's good. Yeah, and I know um, we, we covered the, the Sheffield Ipswich match at, um, uh, on BSN and Obviously, Emil had a, a great night there. There was a lot of interest to see how he would go round Olerton, having never been round there before. And, and he, he found where the, the back fence was, I think, in his first heat. <laughs> it looked a little bit hairy, but... Um, it came up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it sort of bends in. It's not an exit. People find it's not a straight, very hard, uh, the hard way. But afterwards, you know, he, he bagged a load of points. And, you know, for, for Sheffield fans to be applauding an Ipswich rider after a performance is not something I think I've ever seen before. You know, because it was just it was it was a weird sort of sight, but a nice one. Yeah, it's it's nice to see as well. It's just a, a an overall appreciation of what the lad does. You know, he's there, uh, he's there to score points for his team. He's there to win races for himself, um, but ultimately, he never forgets he's there to entertain the fans, and and that's that's what he does. And they appreciated it, and it, and it was great to see. I'm sure it may have been different if if we'd have won the meeting, but. Uh, as I would have expected. Um, and maybe we can go back there in the second fixture and do just that. Yeah, well, that brings me nicely onto the next point, really. Uh, a lot of people will say that um, it's all right having two strong heat leaders, as, as you've got, but, you know, you need the whole team to be firing. And maybe you've you've lacked in some departments there. But then again, you've been without Eric Riss for the first half of the season. He's just getting back into the side now. So you must fancy that there's more to come from this Ipswich side. Yeah, we said before we always turned when we announced the team um, that we felt this team would progress through the season. It maybe wouldn't hit the ground running um, and we would get better throughout the year. Uh, we still believe that. We, <clears throat> we possibly didn't think that maybe we would be outside of the playoffs at this point. Um, but we are, and we're under pressure, and we've, we've got a job to do. But um, I do believe we will do it. I do believe we will make the playoffs. Um, I have to say, at the beginning of the season, when I was looking through the teams, I felt maybe that race was between ourselves and, and Leicester to make sure we're in the playoffs. Now it looks like it might be between you know ourselves, 
probably Wolverhampton and Sheffield, to be honest. But um, which is good because it means Leicester's come in; they're competitive straight away. Um, you know, it's, it's a team not unlike, not with the age, but not unlike Peter, Peterborough's Championship winning team a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, we, we've got a lot of work to do. We, we've but we're pleased with what's going on. You know, like I said, Danny's now sort of making his way back into scoring points and finding his confidence. Uh, we're, we're kind of effectively back to a full full team with Eric back. He's got to find his feet again. He's had a long layoff, obviously. Um, Keenan's just Keenan. He's um, so laid back, it's unbelievable. But uh, he's learning all the time. Um, and, you know, we saw at the weekend in um, SGP2, finished... Uh, second, or he's, he's up to second, finished second in the um, in the meeting, and you know, so we've got a good bunch of riders. Um, we've obviously had to make the change with Dan for Joe, which was tough. You know, at the end of the day, they're they're brothers, they're twins, and um, it was something that wasn't easy sort of to do because we're really appreciative that Joe came in, um, stepped it up a level uh, for us. He's found it tough, but he's stuck to it. He's he's been there every week and he's given a hundred percent. Just felt that Dan may score those one or two more vital points, um, and he's had a great start for us. So, so we're very pleased with that. Um, yeah, so you know, the rest of the guys have got to now step up and take some of the pressure away from Emil and Jason because they've responded perfectly. You know, they've done exactly what you would think they do. They rarely drop more than one or two points in any meeting. Um, it's almost a surprise when they do, to be honest. But we can't expect that week in, week out. You touched there on Danny and Hume, who's uh, a rider who's progressed out of the rising star system now. Um, you started the season with Joe Thompson. You've now got Dan Thompson, who had a good start to to his life at Ipswich, you know, winning his first heat, as we talked about earlier on in this podcast. Um, the rising star situation as a whole, from, uh, from a BSPL perspective, looking overall, is that something that will continue next year? And, and are there plans to expand it or, 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 or make it even bigger in, in any way to provide more opportunities for, for other riders? Um, the Premiership are very happy to put um, resources, time and, and effort into Rising Stars or any programme that involves backing and supporting our younger riders. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more done lower, lower down in, in the Championship, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, I, I think you know, that, that's obviously the better um, breeding ground for, for our young riders. Um, but you know, there's there's an awful lot of work needs to be done on that. Um, I think the talent pool is is good, and, and and in particular the work that Neil Vatch has done, not just recently, but for um, you know best part of eight nine years, I think, um, really is sort of paying dividends, and and now working alongside Team GB. So there's a link there now um, with the senior setup um, is good, but you know it's stalling, and we need to do a lot more, I think, in the future. People will be well aware there's some issues with clubs for the future at the end of this season and looking ahead to, to next season. Um, there's there's no shortage of, of theories around of, of, of how Speedway might look, but um, okay. what's your hope on how British Speedway will, will shape up in, in 2024? Yeah, it's a, that's a massive question and it, it doesn't really have any sort of definitive answer, to be perfectly honest. But um, my, my hope is that we retain the clubs that are, are at risk currently. You know, we're well aware of Peterborough and Wolverhampton's situation um, and a lot of effort is going in locally um, to, to keep those clubs going at those, those venues. Um, and of course, they're getting the backing of, of, of the BSPL. But... Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, keep those clubs, um, bring other clubs back. You know, the Coventry situation has never changed. The team that are driving uh, to bring Brandon back, um, their efforts have never wavered. They're, they're still going as strong as ever and still putting in um, an awful lot of work and we're, we're keeping um, close tabs on that. Um, you know, Eastbourne as a stadium is, is still there and there's still a lot of effort on the ground locally uh, to, to, to try to bring them back. You know, this should be buoyed by the fact that Oxford, it, it seemed, um, was dead and buried and would never come back. And of course, it's come back hugely successfully. It's a, um, almost the most successful club in the country at the moment um, in terms of its crowd attendances and, and the entertainment that they're giving. So, you know, there is always hope there, but um, there's an awful lot of work to do to, to stabilise um, the ship. That's 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 what the next year or two is about, stabilising both leagues and then moving forward. And obviously further down the, the, the pyramid of Speedway, um, Workington, of course, another good example of bringing a club back. You know, they've built their own track. Um, Destiny's a little bit more in, in their hands there now and, and even at National League level, getting crowds of, what, 2,000 or so, I think, on occasion. It's, uh, it shows what can be done, doesn't it, if you, if you put your mind to it? Absolutely. Uh, it's probably the biggest story, actually. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing great things you know and, and and they're building around that obviously you know the stadium is is new it's basic but people are just loving going there um, the racing's good um, you know they're putting on other events uh, such as getting together to watch um, the Grand Prix at the weekend and and everybody's enjoying that so it's what it's about you know Workington seems to have built a really good community feel there uh, and for that they're being supported so um, you know Clubs like that in Oxford, if if um, we can take from them and learn from them, um, hopefully Peterborough, Wolverhampton, uh, Eastbourne can come back. You know, we, th- that's that's what the next sort of year to two years is all about. Um, you've also been pretty busy with um, TV commitments with with Kelvin commentating on the on the Grand Prix series. We're about halfway through that now, and well, that man is uh, refusing to be budged at the top, isn't he, Bartosz Schmarschlik? I mean, it was a uh, maybe a bit of a so-so meeting overall, but uh, really paid back in that final at the weekend, didn't it? Yeah, I mean that last lap um, from Bartosz just about summed up why he is where he is, why he's won the championships he's won. Um, and why he's almost certainly going to win it again this year. Uh, he, he just, you know, he, it doesn't matter what you throw at him, he will find a way of, of coming back and doing what he's got to do. And um, yeah, it, it was obviously a, a fairly straightforward meeting for him, which hasn't always been the case this year. Some of the, some of the, the qualifying heats, he's had to battle his way, um, sort of almost stumbled his way to finals and then he'll go out and, and win it. But um, this one, he, he, he dominated up until the final. His starts had been impeccable. And, and then um, fortunately for us, um, he missed, missed the start in the second rerun and uh, gave us a hell of a, a race to watch. But uh, I'd like to see the look on Leon's face um, just as he got halfway around the, the last corner because uh, that was a pretty tough move. Yeah, he just doesn't know when he's beaten, does he? But uh, he he marches on. But uh, a good weekend from an Ipswich point of view, though, with um, Keenan Rue, first of all, in SGP2. Um, Doyley getting to another final. Obviously, it didn't go his way and there was the exclusion and and, and what have you. But um, encouraging signs. He seems to be having a decent season this year in in the Grand Prix. Yeah, it's just really good to see because I know how frustrated he was last year. You know, his performances, uh, obviously, the, the closest I see is for Ipswich and they were you know outstanding and then you know to go to a Grand Prix uh, part of the commentary team obviously and and watch um, the lack of speed no lack of effort ever but just the lack of speed generally um, 
was hugely frustrating for him. It was frustrating for me to watch. So, um, yeah, to see him up there and, and sort of putting the whole package together this year and, and riding like he is and, and actually having the speed to compete, he's great. He's, he's had, you know, um, there's three of the finals. He's been in four, I think, of the five and three of them he hasn't finished. So that's um, not ideal and, and he's been unlucky at times with refereeing decisions. But, you know, that's the way it goes. At the end of the day, he's he's still... Um, right there within a point of second place and, and ultra-competitive. So, yeah, for Ipswich, you know, it's, it's nice to have that interest in the Grand Prix and obviously SGP2 with Keenan um, second as well. It's, it's, uh, it's all good on that front for us. Yeah, it certainly is looking good on, on that level. And uh, I remember Jason doing um, the press conference for the Grand Prix at the, at the start of the season. And, and one thing he talked about there was that this year he wasn't going to be changing anything in the background. You know, and I think he'd gone from different tuners and, and, and backroom staff mechanics or what have you. Um, but this year, you know, he, he's, he's got his guy who's, who's doing the engines. It's working out well. He's, and he's sticking with that. He's, he's got real faith in, in the backroom staff, if you like, the side of Speedway. That, that fans don't see, you know, away from the track. Yeah, faith, that's exactly it. He, he, you need the confidence in what you've got. You need the confidence in the equipment. You need the confidence in the people around you. And um, Jason kind of went from having um, many engine tuners uh, down to just having one. Uh, he had all, all new engines with one engine tuner. And that's settled him. That's given him the confidence working with someone who doesn't work with many riders. They're all all top riders that he works with. They're all fast. But uh, no, he's, Jason made all the right decisions in the winter to, just to put those small... There wasn't a lot wrong, to be honest. Um, as you rightly say, he's kept with the same uh, backroom staff around him at Grand Prix, and it works perfectly. He just had to get his own mind settled on, on what was going on around him, and he, he seems to be there now. So, So that's really good. I think something else that came out of the coverage on Discovery and Eurosport at the weekend was um, the interview that I think it was that Scott Nichols did with, with Ty Woffenden and Ty saying that he would like to race in Britain again next season, which is obviously exciting news for, for many fans. But I think... You know the the work that you've done with bringing Emil over. We've you know had uh, Artem and Dan Bewley, Jack Holder. You know these top names racing here. You know it's it's starting to become appealing again, and and riders now you know planning well ahead to race in Britain in 2024. Yeah, and I think a name like Tarasenko, obviously the most sort of um, recent addition, is very important as well because he's. He's coming for the reasons that everybody came to the UK to race back 20, 30 years ago, where it was felt um, if you wanted to be an all-round top speedway rider, you had to learn in the UK on our tracks that vary greatly in size and shape, um, vary greatly in surfaces, and, and you had to experience all of that to make yourself a top rider. So so to see, um, you know, and I, to be fair, Ipswich, as a club, we've had one or two youngsters approach us. So... Uh, that coupled with uh, the the top riders, the likes of Ty, uh, suggesting that they would like a return is is huge for us. It's it's really good for the sport. I, I think it's been helped by the fact that Jason, someone like Jason Doyle, has never strayed away from the UK. I think he had one year out, um, and he deemed that to be wrong. He wasn't riding enough, and and that's why he came back. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's so many different reasons why so many good riders want to come to the UK and. Uh, yeah, if they choose the UK over one of the other nations, whether that be Sweden or Denmark or whatever, then it's, it's going to be great for us. 
Clearly, Emil doesn't struggle on these tracks. It's a while since he rode here, but then he went to Leicester having never seen it before and went out in his first heat and broke the track record. So it goes to show that there's there's certainly something about watching tracks on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> um, but um, has he fed back to you about anything that he's picked up uh, riding over here that maybe he'd forgotten about or anything he's learnt in his, uh, in his escapades in, in British Speedway? I, I think there is a small element of that. I, I don't think he's really learnt um, a lot from that, but it's it's just the experience of doing making those moves and riding the way he has to ride in the UK. He feels is helping his performances in Poland. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Polish clubs not wanting their riders to come to the UK. Certainly, in the last two or three years, they've, they've felt that injuries have been here. I, I don't subscribe to that because there's just as many injuries in Poland, but. Um, but I know his club in Poland um, w- were particularly happy the fact that he signed in the UK and, and the way he started um, in Poland and they believe it is uh, in part a consequence of, of what he's been doing here so um, so I, I think it is helpful for, for riders whatever their level and in particular Emil because he'd had a whole year out of competitive racing which um, at any stage of anyone's career that's really tough to do uh, for whatever reason, probably even worse so if you're not actually injured, as, as it obviously wasn't. So, um, yeah, so yeah, no, I, I, I'm not sure he's learning anything, but I think the regularity of riding on different tracks is helping his game everywhere, and he is riding fantastically well in Poland. Yeah, he is, and, and obviously you've been speaking to Kelvin, and so have I, and, and Kelvin told me, I think it was this morning, he said that he thinks that, that Emil, at this moment in time, is is the best club speedway rider in the world and and you wonder if this season would have been a season where he he could have held a a candle to to the likes of Bartosz Schmarschlik and maybe get to the top step yeah two or three weeks into the season I said to um Kelvin uh that I had never seen Emil ride better in in all of my days of commentary and pit reporting and and you know visiting tracks and and watching on tv um I've never seen him ride better and, and, and I think Kelvin was sort of surprised at that point to hear that, uh, particularly knowing he'd had a year off. Um, but he isn't and, and um, you know, at the end of the day I think he would be winning Grand Prix. Um, I'm not saying he would be winning every Grand Prix because with Bartosz Marzik about that's probably impossible but he would be mixing it at the top for sure. Yeah, well, it's exciting to see while he's uh, over here and, and hopefully he'll, he'll remain in, in this country as well if he's enjoyed his experience, which it certainly looks like he's enjoying his, his time here and uh, maybe, uh, you know, you, he could be around with us for a, for, for a good while because I think a lot of people yeah. would love to see that. Yeah, don't worry, and he's already asked me about next year, so he's quite keen. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for you. <laughs> It is good, yeah, yeah. No, it's, he's he's a great character to work with. Uh, so yeah, you know, we, we, we've got a lot of work to do with. Um, but, you know, we don't want to lose either of Jason or, or Emil. Uh, so uh, it's a lot of lot of uh, thinking to do. Good stuff. Well, it's a nice position to be in, and uh, good luck for the the second half of of the season because a lot can change very quickly uh, in the, in the league table. But of course, uh, first of all, on Thursday night in the pairs, reigning champions, and uh, you're uh, up there with uh, Bellevue, Kingsley, and Leicester, Peterborough, Sheffield, Wolverhampton, and uh, Eric Riss and Danny King, the boys to uh, bring home the title for you, hopefully. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be giving them all the backing they need. Um, you know, I know Danny and Eric, um, they actually enjoy riding to each other. Not something that they, uh, they've they always got to do um, very much, but um, 
yeah, I, 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 I've got a feeling if, if they get out the right side of bed, make a few starts, they, they're going to be competing at the top end. And it's also good for the red car fans that want to make the journey as well, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they feel just as much involved as Ipswich. So, uh, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll feel like they've made a win there. Yeah, everyone's a winner. Look, thanks a lot. Always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for joining us, Chris Louie. Cheers, Ian. Thank you. And, of course, you can watch the 2023 Premiership Pairs at Leicester Thursday evening, June 29th at 7.30. All seven Premiership sides in action. And if you can't be there, you can watch it live on BSN, wherever you are in the world. Watch.britishspeedway.co.uk for all the details. OK, coming up in the final part of No Breaks, No Fear this week, we will hear from Troy Batchelor, who made his return to British Speedway with a win here from Troy and a couple of other bits and pieces as well to round things off in part three coming next No Brakes No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Welcome back. In this final part, we'll have a brief roundup of what's been happening in the Cab Direct Championship and the National Development League as well. And uh, last Wednesday, Birmingham Brummies moved off the bottom of the Cab Direct Championship with a 48-42 win over the Berwick Bandits in new manager Stuart Dixon's first home meeting in charge. The Brummies recovered from an early six-point deficit and sealed victory with a 5-1 in Heat 15 from Justin Sedgman and Nick Morris to notch their first victory at Perry Bar this season. Sedgman scored 15 plus 1 bonus from 6 rides with Morris collecting 10 plus 2 new signing Troy Batchelor scored 10 won 3 races on his debut with Thomas Jorgensen scoring 10 Rory Schlein adding 9 plus 3 for the Bandits well first of all let's hear from that new signing Troy Batchelor who's made his return to British Speedway after some 9 months on the sidelines he's been speaking to Ryan Guest well Troy first and foremost obviously when Birmingham got in touch uh, what was going through your mind at the time uh, how do I get days off work? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's cool. Like I got, I got a call and um, from Stuart. I, I obviously know him from being around, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, listen, we want you in." And uh, I was like, "Yep, yeah, let me have a practice, see how things feel, and and whatnot, and uh, we'll go from there." And I didn't feel too bad, so I was like, "Yeah, I think I can do it." So. How frustrated were you to, to miss out on a place in British Speedway this year initially? Yeah, but also at the same time, I needed a break. I was pretty tired, burnout, whatever, other things. So it was good to have a have a break and just do something else, do other things. Yep. And speaking after your, your first meeting for Birmingham as well, uh, three wins out of four, that must uh, feel good to come back like that. Yeah, it feels good. Um, it's nice to know that you still got it. Even though, like, even though you deep down you know you don't forget how to do it every time you kind of get back on it you, there is always some sort of doubt like can I can I do it um, but no it was fun like made some good starts and like a pass here and there and yeah like you know I, I wouldn't say I'm at my peak by by any means but you know um, still more to come I think I can you know improve from there yeah nevertheless uh, the first time you've been here to to Birmingham this season as well and you, you could you could probably sense the relief for getting that first win of the season here at Perry Bot. yeah they what did they say we're second now in our little league thing or something which is pretty crazy um but yeah it's good like there's not you know I know they haven't done well in certain things but as far as the league goes there's still somewhat of a chance for them to achieve something at least um so it's kind of good they made some changes 
you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah, and this is a, a track you always seem to have, have gone well on whenever you've visited as well. It's a cool little track, really. Like, I like it. It's fun. It's, like, fun, fast, and I think you get some good races. Like, I, you know, was past, uh, I can't remember who, ran the outside, and it was fun. Like, yeah, feel good. Yep, and as you've said, it's only about making the playoffs. It doesn't matter which uh, position that is. When you get there, anything can happen. Is is this a team you, you can see building and, and growing in confidence now? Um, yeah, like there is some there is some talented riders within the team, and I see like the faces on some of the guys today, and I can tell that they've been having a downer of the season. And uh, I think you know when uh, when the team's winning and doing well, it, it drags the other guys along with it, and you know it's it is no fun to be. <clears throat> part of a, a team that's getting spanked left, right and centre. You know, you, you, losing, you're going to lose sometimes. But when you're losing everything all the time, it, it's easy to, to bring you down, even if, even if you're doing well, but the team's not. That cat can also bring you down too. So, you know, hopefully this is kind of the start of, uh, you know, a reset for the season, really. So there's Troy Batchelor on his debut for the Birmingham Brummies getting 10 points. 48-42, the final score over the Berwick Bandits. Birmingham's first home win of the season. And Justin Sedgman, the captain, uh, spoke with Jason Harold on BSN after the fixture. Yeah, tonight was just fun. Fun, uh, you know, there wasn't like anything, you know, bothering anyone or anything like that. So kind of showed on the track. I think it did. What did you make of your two debutants, Troy Batchelor and Sam Hagen? <laughs> Troy, he did what we would expect, getting a double-figure score. Sam Hagen didn't really seem off the pace, did he? He was there or thereabouts. Yeah, obviously, Troy, he brings a lot of experience. Um, very good gator. And I'm sure once he gets a bit more bike fit, um, you know, we can expect that nearly every meeting. Um, as for Sam Hagen, you know, the, the biggest downfall of him is he, he wasn't making any starts. And like, like I said to him, I'm like, they will come. You're like, that just doesn't happen overnight. But he definitely was on the pace. And, you know, good kid, having fun. You know, there was no pressure on him. And also having Troy in the team, it took the pressure that, off. That takes the pressure off yeah. you and Nick, really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. It really did, actually. And, um, like, obviously, Troy, lots of experience. You can expect him to grab a couple of wins, and that's kind of what we were missing. As you said, it looked like, you said it was fun, it looked like you and Nick were having fun in that last race. <laughs> he was virtually talking to you going down that back straight on the first lap, wasn't he? Yeah, obviously, like, Nick Nick and myself actually had been quite desperate riding around Birmingham, just trying to pull the team along and kind of got in each other's way and the pressure wasn't really. I'm all two points up going into heat 15 and, you know, we made a little mistake in heat 13 by letting Rory do his famous cutback, but, <laughs> you know that wasn't happening again and that's why I went off four because I actually thought I could make it from yeah. four and I did so yeah. mate listen we'll let you join the fun because I know your guys are going off onto the centre green now congratulations yeah. well done good win tonight moves you up the table off the bottom that's the important thing onwards and upwards I guess beautiful Relief for the Birmingham Brummies then finally gaining that home win at the sixth attempt last Wednesday. Puts a bit of pressure on the other sides down the bottom, the likes of Plymouth and Edinburgh. Having a quick run through the other fixtures that took place over the last week, Oxford made it six successive wins in the Cab Direct Championship with back-to-back victories away at Plymouth and at home to their great rivals Poole, who they impressively beat 52-38 at Cowley last Wednesday to take them to the 
top of the Cab Direct Championship as it stands. Um, also in action, then we had the uh, Glasgow Tigers, who picked up a convincing home win over Scunthorpe in a rain-curtailed clash at Armadale. Cammy Brown wants more of the same over 15 heats going forward. The result does stand there, so those points are in the bag. The Edinburgh Monarchs had uh, their clash halted, though, um, in Josh Pickering's comeback for the side after just four races with uh, the match against Birmingham abandoned due to bad weather. Uh, a decision that uh, Josh Pickering was fully in agreement with. And of course, coming back from injury, you don't want to be tempting fate too much. And the Berwick Bandits have a week off prior to a big southern tour as they'll head to Plymouth and Oxford on July 4th and 5th with points on the road now vital as they bid to remain in the playoff hunt. Looking at the week ahead then, Glasgow and Poole kick off the BSN Series final at Ashfield on Friday with the Tigers looking to secure a first leg lead. Cab Direct Championship leaders Oxford put their 100% record on the line when they visit Scunthorpe in a big top four clash on Friday. And Plymouth bid to move off the foot of the table when they host second bottom Berwick next Tuesday. Uh, and I should also uh, remind you as well that uh, Birmingham hosts the British Under-19 final at Perry Bar this Wednesday. Uh, 16 of the country's top youngsters vying for a national title. Reigning champion is Leon Flint. He's too old for that category now, so there will be a uh, new Under-19 champion on Wednesday night. Redcar hosting their popular annual Julie Lewis Memorial Meeting on Friday as well with some uh, some decent names in that lineup. Um, by the way, if you want more information on the under 19 final listen to last week's episode if you haven't heard it yet with neil vatcher where he talks all about the stuff that's going to be going on there and uh, finally national development league the oxford chargers just like the championship side are top of the national development league after winning 51 39 at workington on saturday the Chargers star jody scott is looking to stay there as well um also, uh, Leicester completed a double over Edinburgh to add three more points to their NDL total and move into third place. Dan Thompson scored a paid maximum for the defending champions. Ashton Powgin continued his rapid progress with a 13-plus-2 haul from six rides. Uh, Edinburgh boss Scott Wilson says Saturday's defeat at Leicester shows how his side are giving away too many points to their opponents as they prepare for a big double against Berwick this weekend. And uh, speaking of Berwick, the Berwick Bullets have redeclared their lineup to include the return of Kieran Douglas, who signed as cover for long-term injury victim Archie Freeman. Douglas rode for the Bullets in the 2021 and 2022 sides and comes in for Ben Rathbone, whose 28-day deal has expired after two appearances in June. So the week ahead then, NDL leaders Oxford in action at Kent on Sunday, looking for a fourth away win of the season. Edinburgh and Berwick have the opportunity to make progress up the table as they meet twice over the weekend, starting at Armadale on Friday, the return at Shieldfield Park on Saturday. Full fixture roundup then for the week ahead. Under-19 final at Birmingham on Wednesday, June 28th, 7.30 the start time. Uh, Premiership pairs, as we've talked about already, on Thursday at Leicester, 7.30 the start there. On Friday, we've got the BSN Series final, the first leg between Glasgow and Poole. Cab Direct Championship, it's Scunthorpe versus Oxford. And the National Development League, Edinburgh versus Berwick. Julie Lewis Memorial at Redcar at 7.30. Saturday, kicking off July, National Development League, Berwick versus Edinburgh at 7 o'clock. Sunday, 
We've got National Development League action between Kent and Oxford at 12pm. Ulrich Ostergaard's farewell is on at Peterborough. This is at four o'clock on Sunday. It's a four-team tournament. Um, and uh, you've got uh, Berwick involved in that, Glasgow, Peterborough, and a Danish select side as well. So lots to uh, to cheer on there. So that's on Sunday. Then next Monday, July 3rd, Sports Insure Premiership, round one action between Sheffield and Peterborough and round two action between Bellevue and Wolverhampton. And then next Tuesday, uh, it's a long old trip for the Berwick fans and the riders and everyone else as they head to Plymouth. So that's uh, Plymouth versus Berwick, 7pm, Tuesday, 4th of July. Uh, the following week, I'll be making the long trip down to Plymouth as well, uh, where um, BSN are going to be uh, bringing you some action from, from down there. We're doing Plymouth versus Glasgow, I believe. So uh, look out for that. That is a that, that is a journey, isn't it? That is a journey in life. Glasgow to Plymouth for the for the Glasgow fans there. Thanks for joining us this week on No Breaks, No Fear, the official podcast of British Speedway. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you choose so that you don't miss any new episodes as and when they arrive. And always give us a review, as long as it's nice. And that'll be great as well, because it helps other people find the podcast and helps spread the word of Speedway. We'll be back with you next Wednesday for the next episode, reviewing all of those fixtures we just talked about. I'm talking about whatever the stories make the headlines over the next seven days. Let's have a nice peaceful one and lots of happy stories, eh? Good stuff. And, uh, of course, we'll be reacting to what happens at the Premiership Pairs as well, because that's going to be a big one. And the Under-19 Title too. All on the way next week. Enjoy your Speedway this week, though. Take care. See you later. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.